Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. And we're talking with Ben Rowlands. He's a co-founder of Arch Pencils. How are you doing, Ben? Very well indeed, thanks, Ronan. And you? I'm doing not too bad, enjoying the weather, and uh, hopefully it stays. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, we're today talking about... Uh, Basically, you do a lot with uh, helping uh, students uh, decide uh, what to do when they leave school, uh, i.e. go to college or university or do an apprenticeship. So talk a bit about that. So I'll start off with um, the students around now will be getting their exam results. And what advice would you give if they don't get their uh, the marks through their apprenticeship or the course they're hoping to do? Uh, so the first uh, and probably most important piece of advice I would give is uh, don't panic. Um, in, a, in a funny way, don't even be too concerned. Uh, one of the big uh, gripes that I have with the education system and how the education system in turn encourages parents to think is they set everything up for young people as though there's a, a kind of a, a magic gate, a gateway. And if only you get through the gateway, then beyond that is uh, the, 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 the brilliant career that you want. And that gateway is your exam results. And if you don't get it right, then you'll be cast out forever. And of course, that's just not true. There are. It's not just you know Richard Branson and Steve Jobs who are the, the the academic dropouts who've succeeded. There are literally tens of thousands of people enjoying really successful careers who fluffed their exams or didn't get what they meant to get in their exams. Whether those are exams are at the end of school or university exams, but the way we've set people, young people, up these days is to make them think that. If they don't get these grades and they don't get to the magic university or the magic course of their choice, then somehow they're going to fail. And, of course, that's rubbish. Yeah, I think it's basically pressure on them is immense. And, they have to, and it's unfair for a young person that age to be given all this pressure. Like, if, if your father or mother had, 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 were successful like lawyers or doctors and they want you to follow them in their fields, you don't get the results, they make you feel bad because yeah. of that. I think there's, there's, there's quite a lot of that going on, um, uh, and I also think, though, that teachers are very, I think teachers are, you know, they look at the world through their own, their own eyes, as we all do, right? But yeah. uh, in their world, getting a degree was the gateway to being a teacher in that subject, in most cases, right? So yeah. they look at it and think the same is true for, for all other careers, and of course, that's just not the case at all. You can genuinely be a bit of a uh, an academic, you know, second run or third run, third rate uh, in academic stuff. But if you find a niche where you are able to deliver things that are really important and valuable to other people, then you, you're going to have a great career. Because I'm thinking of somebody maybe who wants to be a journalist. You can always start off by being an apprentice. That means you don't go yeah. to college, university. You just work in the you work in job in apprentice, and you build up the experience and knowledge. Yeah, and you and you spend time with people in the in the in the real business, figuring out what it is that you can do that's particularly valuable to them. You can figure out for real what it is that you're good at, what you're not so good at, and that's the thing that helps you to focus and concentrate on uh, your strengths. And, and it's your strengths that you should build your career around. Yeah, because sometimes when you're doing a a, a career like maybe journalism or anything else. Once you've gone to university and studied in a certain area and you go in the real world, what you've learned in college is no longer required. You've got to try to get it from scratch. Whereas when you're working from day one and learning in the area as an apprentice, you know what to do, what not to do. 
Exactly. Exactly. No, no, no. That's that's totally right. And we see that we see that time and again, where people who've done an apprenticeship through one of our programs, um, you know, they've just they, you know, age twenty one. So let's say they start at eighteen. Age twenty one, they have got you know three years experience. They know how the world you know the world goes round. They know what they're good at, and then their mates leave university and kind of try and come and get a job like them and of course they're literally three years behind it's like they've just lost three years yeah um, which is not to say they haven't had a great time at university and they may have learned some really good stuff and depending on the course it may be essential to what they want to do but for lots of them it's just hold on a minute where did that three years go yeah and also you can tell them look by doing friendship you can do it now and in three or four years time you can have a chance to apply to college university as a mature student and you've got the experience behind you as well, which means when you come out of the college and, and done that course, you've got the experience and the, and, and the degree as well. Exactly. Exactly. No, 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 that's a really good point as well. Yeah, because I've seen guys who actually have, uh, have spent two, three years working, working in an area, and then they can decide, I want to stick with what I'm doing, or I want to go back and uh, get a qualification, but either way, I, I won't lose, because I've got the experience. Yeah, exactly. And, and- and I certainly think there is this. I mean, there. Right. I mean, we need to be straightforward. You know, there are some careers uh, where um, you do. You know, a degree is still, you know, a requirement. You know, medicine. Yeah. Uh, not 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 law necessarily actually anymore, but uh, certainly medicine. Certainly, I think things like engineering, where there is just to be to kind of to be involved in that, you just have to. Have, to have learned a whole ton of stuff that typically yeah. takes two to three years to learn. So a degree is the right thing for that. Um, but for many, uh, you know, for many, for many jobs, you don't, you don't need to do that uh, um, at all. It is just about getting stuck in, throwing yourself into it and figuring out, as I say, come back to that point about figuring out what is it that you are good at? What is it that you're not so good at? And, you know, the number of people who start apprenticeship programs with a particular view in their mind, they think they've thought about it, they think they've had taken all the right advice, and they get, you know, six weeks in and they're like, hold on a minute, this is not what I thought it was, actually, I like it, but not for the reason, not for any of the reasons I thought I'd like it, actually, you know, uh, this is the bit that I really enjoy doing, and I'm really good at doing, because um, I think that is another thing that people sometimes don't think about in all of this, is, you know, uh, it, when it comes to career choices, people often think about, well, what do I want to do? And actually, in my experience anyway, both, you know, through doing the apprenticeship stuff for six years now, but more generally, is that uh, happy and successful careers are often built around what people are good at doing. There's definitely a long-term satisfaction to come from being good at something. And also, perhaps unsurprisingly, if you want to get, um, you know, remunerated fairly and remunerated well, if that's your ambition, then doing something that you're good at is uh, is really important. And how do you learn what you're good at if you're in a library at university? You know what I mean? It's all about doing stuff. It's how you find out what you're good at. Yeah, and also, if you enjoy what you're doing, it's very important. Because if you don't like what you're doing, why keep doing it? Oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's a nightmare, isn't it? Because I always think yeah. that sometimes uh, the best the best jobs in the world aren't the best paid. But they're the best jobs because you enjoy and love doing it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But... Uh, if you choose a job because you sort of uh, without knowing whether you're good or bad at it, you're that's a huge risk, right? You're taking a huge risk. Yeah. And so figuring out that is really important. So. Yeah, because for me, I always think about it, when you're doing something 
uh, if money is, isn't uh, your main motivation for a job, but you enjoy doing it, no point working a job at 80, 80 hours a week or 100 hours a week, whatever it is a week, and getting great pay when you can't use money because you, you haven't got time off to enjoy yourself. <laughs> I'm sure there are people who uh, they make that choice work for them, uh, but I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I couldn't do that. I mean, I couldn't work in a job where I'm working all hours God sends, and then when I want to have free time, I haven't got me free time at all. And when I do, I, I, what do I do? Because time's limited. You can't have that. You've got to make sure your quality of life is good for you. I, I certainly think there are plenty of people who get to the end of their careers and think, hold on, I may have a pile of money in the bank account, but I'm too old or too exhausted to, to enjoy it now. Um, but... Uh, as I say, that's, uh, you know, we shouldn't be, there are advantages to being well paid, um, but I think the, the key thing is, for people, for young people choosing their career, I think that there's an element here about being in, having some control over this and yep. being in charge of your own destiny, um, and uh, and that's where I think, I know I've said it uh, quite a few times, but I really mean it, I think this bit around figuring out what your strengths and weaknesses are. What you are, what you enjoy and don't enjoy, are are really crucial. Uh, so you know, even if people do go down the university route, using the the opportunity in holidays or even in term time, just to go and do as much stuff as possible, to try it out, to figure out what it is that you uh, you know what it is that you enjoy and um, what you you like to do, I think is really crucial. Yeah, because I know that when I'm doing what career I'm doing now. I didn't get a background in journalism, but I'd done a post-grad diploma in cloud computing, and I always liked tech, and started writing about it in, in a blog, and from that, I realized I had, I had talent for writing, and that's got where I am today, but I didn't have the yeah, uh, yeah. degree in that or anything else in that area, but it helps if you, if you like what you don't yeah. know what you're doing. I love it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, what courses are, are the most popular ones uh, that are not just, just my students? I mean, courses I, as, in, as in college and also apprentices type stuff as well. So, uh, it's funny, I, I did, I, I, in, in, uh, in preparation for this conversation, I did a little bit of research. And there isn't actually, it's not easy to find the latest uh, information on, on what courses are popular. Um, but it seems, it seems to be that the ones that are, that are getting more popular are... Are actually, this is university ones. Sorry, are ones where it's about more about learning how to do things, yeah. rather than learning ideas, which is what university degrees, you know, fifty years ago were mainly about. Um, it's, it's learning how to do things, not those are things with people. Um, so things like physiotherapy and psychiatry uh, are massively growing, and you think about the emphasis on well-being at the moment. That's, yeah. that's perhaps not surprising. Um, engineering still really, you know, the, there's a lot of exciting stuff to be done around buildings engineering, aeronautical engineering, you know, as we go, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. So, but but more, much more practical than I think in the past. Uh, and in apprenticeships, obviously apprenticeships are by definition uh, really practical. But it's interesting that universities are already going down that direction of becoming more and more practical. Um, uh, and uh, with apprenticeships, certainly what we are seeing a big rise in is uh, people undertaking apprenticeships in in areas which which perhaps you know haven't been thought of as things where you need to have training perhaps sort of things that you just turn up and figure out to do as you go along so 
IT was one of those, but, you know, has become a proper profession, professionalised in the last 15, 20 years. Um, uh, but management, you know, something like 80%, 90% of people who are in management roles in this country, in, in the UK certainly, have got no management qualification, have never studied it, have just kind of picked it up and been asked to figure it out as they go along. So that's a fast-growing one. Uh, HR has for a long time had good courses on how to be a good HR person, but only recently have they kind of been wrapped up into apprenticeships. Uh, and then in some of these really, you know, these fast growth areas around the digital economy, where actually it's not about learning one specific skill or set of skills, but it's about how you meld together a whole bunch of related skills. So there's people skills, there's analysis skills, there's data skills, and then there's technology skills. So we've got some apprenticeships which are really growing fast around uh, in that sort of area. Uh, and um, and then data, right? You know, huge amounts of data being produced in the consumer world. Every time you uh, type something into Google or buy something from Amazon, you're creating huge amounts of data. But, you know, wherever you think of the big tech companies with all that data, uh, and hopefully they're not misusing it, um, it's true of pretty much every organisation we interact with, our hospital, our... Uh, our bank, our um, sports club, who knows, you know, there's so much data that's being not being analysed and people know that if they can actually understand what's going on in their organisation through better data an analysis, then they would be a lot better at what they do. So data analysis is probably our fastest growing apprenticeship. Yeah. It's quite interesting that it wasn't, we, this time last year, we, I think we had maybe a, a half dozen on programme, now we've got nearly 200. Yeah, because I know so, right now in, in Ireland, that's one of the areas that's hard for people to do it because uh, there's enough people to, to fill the job in that area. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's genuinely the case. I mean, it, we've got this weird economy going on where sort of, uh, you know, there's this real fear about lower-skilled jobs being squeezed out by robotics and artificial intelligence and so on. But actually, uh, uh, there, are, there are lots of better jobs which are better paid, which people can't fill. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, you know, it's my, it's a personal belief of mine that, that lots of people who see themselves as only being capable of doing the, you know, in inverted commas, the lower level jobs and aren't capable of doing the higher level ones. I don't think they're right. I think with the right training, right support, um, they, they, they can do some of these other jobs. Because when we talk about things like data analysis, people get very carried away and start talking about, you know, data science and algorithms and advanced analytics and things that are sort of designed to, you know, sound very impressive. But actually... You know, a lot of this is about can can you can you use a spreadsheet? Because actually, lots of organisations could really use someone who could use a spreadsheet, and it takes you know a couple of weeks to get to grips with how, say, Microsoft Excel works in a way that you can then be useful. You know what I mean? It's not it's not a million. It's not so far away from people that they can't get there. And that's what a lot of people are getting through our apprenticeships as they kind of come into them a bit modest, a bit nervous, a bit anxious about what contribution they can make to the economy. And then when they figure it out, they're like, bloody hell, I've got quite a lot to offer here. Yeah. And, uh, and, and really fly and get excited and, um, you know, because they're good at it. They realise they've learned to be really good at something. It's exciting. Yeah, and also earlier, you mentioned about, about jobs and management. That kind of stuff would be like somebody who's maybe in retail and get an opportunity to actually progress up the ladder. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's how it works. Is it people who are, you know, if you're in a, you know, uh, in a large organisation, there's 200 middle managers all kind of swarming around each other, sort of trying to get the next promotion. If you're the person who's gone out and 
really knuckle down, really learn some new stuff, put some discipline and structure around what you do, and you can show that, then you've got to put yourself ahead of your peers. And that's what people are doing. Yeah, and also I think that if somebody, if you worked in the business from the bottom to the very top, you know, inside out, where somebody who's got a degree yeah. won't know how it actually works properly, whereas you will. Well, they'll take, they'll, it'll take them as much time as it took you. So yeah. if you go in as an apprentice, and at age 21, you figure you've, you've had three years of learning about it. Someone joins at 21, well, they're going to be 24 by the time they've got to that same level of understanding. Because there is just some things here where uh, time and experience, just being, you know, time spent in a business is is necessary for you to learn how uh, how it works. Yeah. And also, look, if somebody's got a degree, it doesn't mean to say they're going to be a great manager. Whereas if you've worked on the, on the shop floor in a business... Yeah, the people will know yeah. above you that you, you're the right guy for management material, right person to do it. Yeah, yeah. They can see it in your, in your work ethic and how you work. Oh, yes, this guy, everyone likes him. He'd be a great manager because he's going to gain respect. People, they like what he does. He'll get respect. Yeah. And he can sense it right away. Yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we see that all the time, actually. So uh, I think you're absolutely spot on there, Ronnie. Yeah, and Ben, one more thing as well. You're talking about, uh, besides traditional apprentice roles, years ago, it used to be stuff like uh, maybe journalism or working as a plumber or traditional working, uh, working in, in, uh, in building, building houses and all that. What are more modern roles yes. now available? Well, I think um, nowadays there is, I mean, the ambition of the UK government is that you should be able to do an apprenticeship in pretty much anything. Um, but the I mentioned some of the ones that were, were growing yeah. uh, fast. That, you know, before I mean the, the data one is big. The the technology ones, where it's not just kind of the more traditional IT sort of role, but actually uh, learning how to help an organisation harness new technology in a way that improves things for their customers or internally. Uh, that's uh, uh, certainly a um, uh, a big one that we're excited about. Um, uh, but there's, there's loads kind of coming through in all sorts of, you know, weird and wonderful areas. I mean, updated ones for some of the trades that you were talking about, but uh, but other ones as well. I think there's 250 apprenticeship standards now live in England um, that, that you can use. So, yeah, it's changing. And um, it, it, it's, I guess, the, the I mean, I, I do think that schools and parents are, you know, 10 years behind where they need to be to properly advise their kids on what their opportunities are. They're still fixed on this university as the kind of the gateway, the magic gateway to success. Yeah. Um, when, when you know, it, it, it's not, they still don't understand that actually what employ And it's funny because these are often people who are employers themselves, right? But they, when they look at who they're recruiting, they see a different problem from when they look at their kids for yeah. some reason. But it's actually, that's what they should think about. It's if they work with who would I like to work with and how would I like them to be trained? And only in a few cases is a university degree part of the answer. In most cases, it's what you were kind of talking about, right? You've got to get stuck in. You've got to get experience. You've got to feel your way into the organization, learn how it works. Um, and if you're being trained in a structured way as you are through an apprenticeship as well, then you have quite a powerful setup. Um, you know, and one of my colleagues who... Uh, it's in huge demand in our organisation. You know, we're part of an international uh, learning business, um, and uh, and he came. He joined as an apprentice. Um, he's not 
now doing the same trade that he learned as an apprentice, but the training that he got and the experience he got means that now age 21, he is, I, you know, when we hire graduates, we expect them to be working for us for six or seven years before they're at the level that he is. Yeah. So he's literally, you know, he's, he's um, eight, nine years ahead of, of the game because of how he's come into the organisation as, as an apprentice. So he's a real role model for what I'm talking about. Yeah, you were saying earlier, people like Steve Jobs and uh, Richard Branson, who actually never, who actually dropped from college. I don't think that Richard Branson yeah. also is dyslexia. So to overcome that and do what you've done is, is, is proof to me, and anyone can do it. You can, you can. It's all, I mean, it's all about, as I say, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff about, obviously, hard work, right attitude, and all the rest of it. But what uh, I think is common to uh, a lot of these successful people is that they figure out what it is that they do particularly well and that they enjoy. And it's finding those two things, that they do well and that they enjoy. Um, so, so I enjoy golf, but I'm really bad at it, so I'm not going to be a professional golfer. But uh, And then there's some stuff that um, uh, I am really good at, but don't enjoy. And yeah. I'm sorry, that's not going to be a happy career. It's about as quickly as you can finding out what it is you're good at that you also enjoy. And if you get that, if you figure out what that is, but figure out what that is, and then you apply yourself, I think you're, you're, you've got a very high chance of being successful, whatever success means to you. You know, you can define it in your own terms. Is it money? Is it a uh, sense of satisfaction? Or whatever it is, um, if you can find that magic place where you're good at something that you enjoy, um, and, and I kind of like the sooner you can get on with finding that out, in many ways, the better. And, and so for, you know, for university, you know, in the UK, you now have to pay for it. But it's it's the time, you know, it's the time that it takes up, three years. Yeah. And you have to really think hard. Is that is it three years and £50,000 worth of debt? Is that really worth it? Um, because it's three years that could otherwise have been spent doing all sorts of different things. And it's part of that exploration and finding out what it is that you really enjoy and are good at. So... Yeah, we're lucky. We think about America how much they pay a year on college fees. Put it in perspective. Oh, well, America, yeah, America's a different thing again. I mean, that's bonkers. But, but of course, they are now hot on apprenticeships, right? Yeah. They are. It's probably the only thing that the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, and the President all agree on, which is that apprenticeships are a good thing because they're looking at, uh, I think it's one and a half trillion dollars yeah. in outstanding debt from college and six million vacancies in high-paid jobs. So they've got these unfilled jobs, and yet all these people who've forked out squillions of dollars on education courses that clearly aren't helping them get those jobs. Yeah. So they recognise it's bust and are trying to fix it, and apprenticeships, unsurprisingly, are a key part of that. So we're talking to a bunch of people in the States about whether we can, we can help them get this going in the States as well. And also in America, you've got kids going to, going to colleges on sports scholarships, sports scholarships, and the pressure on, yeah. pressure on that is enormous to come out of school and, and be recognised to get in because you're good at sports. If you get an injury or have a bad game, you don't get a scholarship, you're screwed. That's a lot of pressure as well. Yeah. yeah. These are all major problems, all major issues, yeah. And uh, I guess, as you said earlier, the more, the more pressure you're putting on, on, on that child, the worse it gets. Well, I think putting the pressure on children to do this, to, 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 you know, people work back and say, well, you've got to have a good job. So to have a good job, you've got to have a really good degree from a really good university, right? To get a really good degree at a really good university, you must have really good A-levels. 
to get to, to get the A levels that you want, you've got to have really good GCSEs. Yeah. And it goes back, and it's all based on, I think, a, a, a total misunderstanding of the importance of a degree in one's health, happiness, and success. It's just not that crucial to it. Um, and so, uh, so, so I think it's 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 a really sad thing that parents unwittingly are putting all this totally unnecessary pressure on their children for no real end. But um, that's that's part of our mission is to try and put people right on this. But uh, uh, so that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, I guess if you tell the children, ask them what areas do they want to work in, and from the area you can tell them, well, actually to do this area you don't have have a degree. You can be in your practice. There's more than one way to get in and do and and do this job. Yeah. And less pressure involved. Very if you start doing friendship, pressure won't be won't be as intense as as will be trying to get into university college. Yeah. No, I know exactly. And uh, thanks very much for that. Have a great day and uh, take care. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Cheers, Ryan. And you. Cheers, nice talking. Bye.